Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm. Morning, Edwin. Good morning, Andrew. It's Monday. It is Monday. It's Text Talk. It is Text Talk. And we're looking at Matthew chapter 4. We are. <laughs> I got my go juice right here. Yeah, we got to have that. We got to have that. <laughs> Getting the old. Uh, Nitro brew, getting the vibe moving, getting us pumped up. That's exactly right. And Although I appreciate, you can communicate your appreciation to all we do here at Text Talk with Starbucks gift cards. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly T- right. Tips are never expected, always appreciated. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, of course, we don't need any help getting pumped up to talk about the Bible. So let's go. No, we're excited about that. And, and in fact, even though we're sitting here and in, in, uh, indulging in a little bit of uh, caffeine delight, we're actually looking at a time in the life of Christ, time in the life of Christ where he was depriving himself. And, uh, and we're going to be looking at that text in Matthew 4 and learn some lessons this week. Absolutely. So Matthew chapter 4, I'm going to read from the English Standard Version. We will read the first 11 verses of this chapter. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. So this is the bare knuckle gloves are off, showdown between good and evil in the wilderness, in the desert, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and the devil. If we can just picture the contrast between chapter 3 and chapter 4. It's a good thing to do. What has just happened is Jesus has been baptized. Mm -hmm. It is a moment of glory, a moment of meaning, Here, Jesus has pursued the will of the Lord. He is fulfilling all righteousness, as we talked about last week. The sky rips open. The Spirit descends upon him like a dove. John is able to determine this is the Messiah. This is the Lamb of God that we are waiting for. From the heavens, the voice of God thunders, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. What a beautiful beautiful, meaningful picture Mm -hmm. and moment in the life of Jesus Christ. And what happens next is utterly shocking, because rather than the Spirit leading Jesus on to reign and rule on the earth, rather than the Spirit leading Jesus out to conquer foes and enemies or to drum up followers, the Spirit leads him out into the wilderness in order to be 
tempted mm-hmm. in, in order, order to be, to be tested, tested in order to be tried yeah as you point out the words that chapter 3 end on are the words of the father this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased and yet the words beginning here in matthew 4 are the devils if you are the son of god well we just read that he was the son of god mm. Yes. What a contrast. What a contrast. So so here are the two voices. Uh-huh. The one voice that is the word of God that says, you're my son. Yep. Not only are you my son, I I really like you. Yeah. I'm, I'm well pleased you're with you. are doing well. And then here's the devil that comes along and in the other ear is saying, eh, are you sure? Are you sure? It's been 40 days in the wilderness. This is a time of isolation, a time of fasting, uh, a time of prayer, I would believe. Uh, and, and yeah, so the fasting, right? So 40 days without taking bread, without taking meat, food. Uh, and the Bible says he was hungry. Does, is think? that, what fit, what, uh, what figure of speech is understatement? <laughs> no is there a kidding. fancy word for that? Like hyperbole? hyperbole I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> or is that hyperbole? It is hyperbole. It's, he was hungry. He was hungry. Oh no, I guess this is understatement. This is not exaggeration. So it's yeah, the opposite yeah. of hyperbole. Whatever that I'm is. I'm sure there's a, a word for it, but Under, I don't know. Underperbole. <laughs> underperbole. <laughs> you know, hoopo, hoopobole, probably. Yeah, hoopobole. That's probably what it was. Instead of hyper, hoopo. <laughs> anyway, um, Wow. So he's hungry. This reminds us of something. It reminds me of something. I And one of the things that we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks is Jesus fulfilling not just statements in the Old Testament, not mm-hmm. just here's a list of statements and promises right. that we can put in our Excel spreadsheet. And But there's a bigger picture to fulfilling prophecy. He's fulfilling the entire story of Israel. Mm-hmm. And what we find is he's gone through the baptism in the Jordan with the Spirit and the water, which reminds us of what Paul calls Israel's baptism in the Red Sea. Yeah, first The water 10. and the Spirit. And then when they got on the other side of the water, what happens next? They get, they're in the wilderness, they're in the wilderness of Sinai, being led to the temple, or excuse me, to Mount Sinai and they for the have, giving of the law. And they have no food and they have no water and they oh, start that's complaining. Right. That's right. They start complaining about the fact that they have no food and no water. And that's the first time uh, that God provides water for them. We find yeah. that in uh, what chapter 16 of Exodus, I believe, somewhere right around in there. Anyway, so here's Jesus walking through that exact same mm-hmm. uh, pattern. He's, he's baptized, he's gone through the water, he's gone through the Spirit, and now he's going out into the wilderness, and he's facing the exact same thing they were facing, no food, no water. But what we find in Jesus is he does this perfectly. He does it without rebellion. He does it without sin. This is a great point to emphasize, again, that Jesus is fully God and fully man. He felt hunger. Oh, yeah. He felt hunger in a way that probably you and I and our listeners have not had. I mean, I don't know. I know you've done some pretty serious... Nothing like this. Nothing like this? Nothing remotely like this. Okay, okay. <laughs> Look, even juice fasting for 40 days is not the same not, as this. Not the same I, have, as... I have done that, which is not the same as fasting, actually, but... <laughs> okay, okay. I knew you I knew you had. Uh, it, And it t- it takes the weight, weight off, man, and, and uh, might be feeling kind of weak. I'm thinking about Jesus now, you yeah. know, feeling... Feeling weak, feeling famished. And it is this time of, of that weakness of flesh when, lo and behold, the devil shows up and brings, in Matthew's account, this first temptation really about uh, the flesh, a lust of the flesh, a desire, a desire of the flesh. 
Yeah, which, we don't, we which, don't often well, use the word lust here because that for us typically has a negative connotation of an of, of a uh, inordinate desire or even a sinful desire. Wanting to eat bread is neither one of those it's things. It's not especially, untoward. Especially if you haven't eaten for 40 days. It's not untoward. But it is a desire. It is a lust of the flesh. It is something that the flesh wants. And even in the situation the flesh needs. And so Satan starts off with, well, if mm-hmm. you are the son of God, turn these stones into loaves of bread. Mm-hmm. And and here's what I picture happening. And as I'm walking through, what is what is Satan pulling out here? Okay, look, Jesus, yes, 40 days ago you heard that you're the beloved son of God. Right. But if you were really, if, if that's really true, would you really be this hungry? Hmm. I mean, if that were really true, would God expect you to go through this hardship? Surely if that were really true, it would be okay for you to just take matters into your own hands and take care of yourself and provide for yourself. God would never expect his children to go through something this difficult. God wants his children to be healed and healthy and whole and full and satisfied. I think you're onto something there, and I think that it is that kind of a temptation that will come again through other voices as we go through the Gospels. Uh, I, I think of a time when when Jesus is foretelling to his uh, 12 that he is going to be betrayed and he is going to be made to suffer. And Peter rebukes him and tells him, not so, Lord, not for you. And, and, and Jesus responds to Peter on that time, get behind me, Satan, mm-hmm. right? This idea that what it means to be the Son of God is to take for yourself a life of ease and a life of comfort and a life of power. Well, well we're seeing that's not the case at all. That might be uh, the devil's temptation. That might be mankind's expectation. But that is not the truth of God's plan. And mm-hmm. that is not the way that Jesus shows us. This is really a battle for dependence. Mm. Who, On whom are you going to depend, Jesus? Mm-hmm. Are you going to depend on your father and on what he has said? Or are you going to depend on yourself? Are you going to depend on what you feel? Are you going to depend on what you have experienced, Mm -hmm. your sensations? It's about, are you going to depend on faith or are you going to depend on sight? Mm -hmm. How are you going to walk? There's a very real sense that this is is the exact same temptation that Eve went through as she faced the tree because the devil was there getting her to doubt the word of God and asking her, depend on yourself. You reach out and you take the fruit from this tree that you have been told will kill you. But if you are going to be like God, you've got to take matters into your own hands. And by the way, as she looked at that fruit, the scripture says it was good for food, and right? Yes. Here, here is this, again, this flesh, and, and we talk about a lust of the flesh, but not food is not untoward. Mm-mm. And yet in these contexts, it would be giving into temptation. It would be giving a win to the devil. Going back to the Genesis account, it actually tells us that all the trees in the garden were good for food and were beautiful to look at. Mm, In other words, this tree that was forbidden did not look wholly different from all the other trees. What made it desirable to make her wise was just her listening to the lies of the devil. And she reached out and took matters into her own hands and said, I'm going to do this my way. Jesus has that exact same opportunity 
opportunity. I'm going to do this my way. Rather than depending on God, rather than listening to his word, I'm going to walk through this with my own logic, with my own reasoning, with my own senses. And I I just can't imagine that my heavenly Father, who loves me, who gives good gifts, would ever want me to suffer. So I'm obviously doing this wrong. Rather than fasting, I should be feasting. So I'm going to turn these stones into bread. Jesus, of course, responds, actually, mm-hmm. yeah. by quoting Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 3, yes, he does. which was a lesson that the Israelites were supposed to have learned during that wilderness wandering. They had been given the manna mm-hmm. so that they would know to rely on God, not on themselves. Just to read it again, he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It was not the bread that brought life. It was the word of God. And I appreciate you talking about that, too, that here he quotes from Deuteronomy scripture and that which was written. And we've already talked about the echoes here. Uh, This reminds us of the time that the children of Israel came out of the Red Sea to the wilderness of Sinai. And this reminds us of Eden and that first temptation. But Deuteronomy is penned at the end of the 40 years of wilderness wandering. A whole generation has been in a wilderness. And what have they done out there? They have died out there under the judgment hand of God. It is their children now who are instructed in the teachings of Deuteronomy prepared by Moses in his final discourses to go forward in God's gift and take the promised land. And so here we have Jesus in the wilderness. He's got the word of God, and he's applying it correctly to send off the evil one. He's going to trust in the word of God. Man, Andrew, that which was written. What you just said there opened up all kinds of ideas and thoughts for me, but we're out of time for our conversation today. Well, we are going to get to talk about this a couple more days. We'll get a few more days on this, but... We'll put a pin in it. Yeah, we, we go back to Deuteronomy 8, we go back to that, and they weren't relying on the Word of God. No, they And weren't. so they were destroyed. That's right. Jesus here has a choice. Am I going to rely on how I feel, what I sense, or am I going to rely on what God said? And God said, I'm his son, I'm going to rely on that. Let's rely on the Word of God, depending on Him. Wrap us up with a prayer, brother. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you for your Word. Thank you for the example of Jesus Christ. And as, as we look at Matthew 4 today, as we're looking at it this week on the, on the podcast, uh, Lord, we all face temptations and lusts of our flesh and, and the, the seeds of doubt the devil would place in our minds to doubt your word, to doubt who we are in Christ, to doubt our dependence upon you. But God, your word is true. We trust you. We depend on you. And we know that we don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Help us to walk in that dependence and trust this day for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Oh, 
Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna! Christ is captain of the mighty throne!